I'm going to start. Boom. I was just looking at this thing from... Shout out Noah, Noah Coolwin for pointing this out. But the twos is added again. Oh, God. Oh, the, God. The what? <laughs> the what is added again? Twos. You know, t- twos bros. You ever heard of twos bros? Aaron? Nah. Nah. Really? Adam Toes. Nah, what's Toes, that? Toes, the coos hound. <laughs> nah, I feel like I should have said yes now. Damn. What is it? I feel bad for not knowing. So who are they? That's hilarious. Just, just... In in uh in some circles he's known as the Coos Hound. Yeah. The Coos Hound. He's like an economist that wrote a book. I think first he got started as a historian of like the Third Reich, of like uh. the political economy of the Third Reich. And then he wrote a book called Crashed, I think about the two thousand eight. Did they get made into a movie? I don't think not the crash movie. I'm thinking of like a documentary. Yes, no, I, yes, it did. It got turned into a feature film star and Chris Ludacris Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the director of that movie recently, uh, dude, that dude is a piece of shit. Paul Haggis. Yeah. What's like, what's this? What's he doing? Well, he's like he's like sexually assaulted multiple people. But he he's the the first time he came across my radar was he like wrote a piece in the New Yorker about him leaving Scientology. Do you remember that? It was like 2014. Was well, he the Going Clear guy? I think he was featured in that documentary a lot. That Scientology okay. documentary. But I've always gotten really weird vibes from him, and I think it's because of that movie Crash. It's like such a deranged absurd movie that like anybody who could have made it i've got i'm just very sort of sussed out by if you uh i mean he did get out of scientology but for you to get into it you have to be like some level of deranged man definitely hope we don't have any scientologist listeners that'll be offended by that (laughs) (laughs) if you are i'm sorry yeah we can't anger them they're the ones that have the money They spend the money on Patreon, so exactly. we can't uh, exactly. actually take all that back. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Sorry, Mr. Cruise. It would be funny at True Billy Scientology Caucus. Like, <laughs> a lot of things fly for them, but, like, a few things don't. Well, Scientologists, don't, they believe in aliens, right? They, they love the Fast and Loose series. What if the True Billy Scientologist fans were the, like, love the Fast and Loose series? We tuned in for Fast and Loose. Everything else is dog shit. <laughs> Fast and Loose is where it's at. Well, well, man, if they believe in aliens, then uh, which I think they do, then, man, I'm with it, you know? Yeah. They do believe in aliens, I'm pretty sure. I'm with it. Uh... Wait, okay. I used to believe. I used to believe, but I've come around to thinking that aliens are one million percent an op. <laughs> I, when, if you look okay, at the okay. if you look at the map of UFO sightings, the like ninety eight percent of them worldwide are in the United States and the UK. It's interesting to think about that. Like, what is it about our specific Damn. situations that we're like seeing them more, or are the aliens more interested in the United States and the UK? Maybe so. they're just into like the who and the kinks, and they're. I think yeah, they're they're interested in like two former global empires in the death throes of their own specific collapses you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well, well they saw the uh they saw the american flag on the moon 
And they were like, hey, man, like, you know, <laughs> that's a chill, call. Chill call. out with that, bro. <laughs> you know what? That's actually really depressing because I'm 100% that alien, sure that aliens exist in the universe. I mean, I can't be 100% sure, but that'd be insane if they didn't. But the UFO shit is a complete op, like entire op, yo. So, I mean, if they do that, exist, they've never visited us, you know? Yeah. That Mirage Man documentary that Terrence put me on to, or that that fed just absolutely terrorized the ufo community kind of really brought it home for me it's like like why even do something like that it's just like so mean-spirited well it's i just think that they're it's it's crazy when you think about like this thing about misinformation now that like misinformation was always basically the cia's playbook from day one they were constantly like manipulating perspective manipulating your ability to get a proper read on the current situation on political economy uh liberals will be shocked to know that uh many of the things they accept as dogmatic are actually misinformation right done by the cia mostly right (laughs) in its fight to defeat communism and after it did that they had nothing else to live for so So that so they just started Something that they did in the 90s, like after the fall of the Soviet Union, fucked them up, and and now they're just now starting to see the grotesque side effects, and they're calling it Havana Syndrome, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, They they had all these heart attack guns laying around after that, and just had a, a field day of it one day, just... Yeah, just like that scene in Zoolander <laughs> where they're hitting each other with gasoline, but they're hitting yeah. each other. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Do me, yeah. roll me next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, dude? That's like, that's like, yeah, man. After the fall of communism, they just they had just nothing to do, so like they just made up UFO shit, uh-huh. and then, you know, today we got like Havana syndrome shit, man. Yeah, the guys got too much time and too much money, man. Not enough, uh, not enough enemies. Um, we should name. We should rename Havana Syndrome for when your beard falls out, and just on the CIA failed op for the when they tried to make Fidel Castro's beard fall out when you have alopecia of the face. That's Havana Syndrome. <laughs> That's Havana Syndrome. <laughs> then I've been having that shit for like thirty-one years, not thirty-one, but like fifteen me, years, man. Me too. I'm dirt on my ch- <laughs> Yeah, I've been I can't grow shit. Shit, man. It's embarrassing. Uh. Wait, wait, hold on. I strayed very far from my original entry point, which was the Coos Hound. He's back at hound. it. He's defining crisis. Okay, I shouldn't. I don't mean to like talk shit. I kind of like Adam Tews, but this is an amazing example of what no Marxism will do for a motherfucker. Mm. Uh, it's a entry in his blog. Uh, defining polycrisis from crisis pictures to the crisis matrix. Uh, back in January 21st this year, I proposed Kreisenbilder, a Kreisen <laughs> pictures. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you we don't we don't need any more Germanic. Uh, I don't even like using the word Schadenfreude for the same reasons. You know. I, we just don't need to. We need to take as little as possible from the Germans. Yeah, yeah. I would, at this point in history, I would say that we're taking a little bit too much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We need I'm sure it once they were proud people, but you kind of squander some of your goodwill there in the 40s and 30s <laughs> uh-huh. and so forth. Kreisenbilder. 
so what is what is this deal? What's this poly crisis? They're crisis pictures as a way of making sense of what then looked like a complicated pattern of stresses around the world scene. So do you mean historical and dialectical materialism, dog? Is twos on his Adam Curtis shit or what? Where is this going? Look, 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 look. I'll show you. It's hard to exp- explain to the audience. But what it is, is it's basically like that scene in Always Sunny. It's like a meme, you know, where he, like, Charlie's standing in front of the wall and he's got all the connections yeah, yeah. drawn right, out. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's like for all the things in the world. So. Omicron is the very first thing he's got in the top left corner. Then it's a, and then it's an arrow to China, and then it's like three arrows: U.S. inflation, European inflation. It's just like it's got things like looping back so in. So it's on each like other. a map of crisis. A map. You of know crises. what? You know what would have been sick is if twos would have been like, listen, if you draw a straight line between all these crises. It forms a perfect pentagram, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he just got on. Then he just got on dark his like twos. conspiracy shit. Yeah, dark, dark twos, occultist twos. Yeah, we Adam need, twos we needs need to go uh, critical paranoid. Yeah, we need occultist <laughs> twos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. man, I proposed this. I proposed this schematic because it seemed a useful way of mapping interconnected forces in a heuristic way. As it turned out, it succeeded in capturing quite a lot of the dynamics that have subsequently convulsed the world. That was January 21st. The war unleashed by Russia on February 24th has added spectacularly to the scale of tension and the complexity of the interconnections. <laughs> what was once a relatively legible map has become a tangled mess. So wait, I, I want to know something, man. All right, I don't want to make fun of this guy either because I don't know him. It seems like it does good work. But like, like I feel like the entire ethos of this show or maybe any kind of left newsy podcast is exactly like this thesis that he's making, but he just makes it sound really complicated, you know, but I don't know. I mean, like I'm not hating on it, I guess it just, it sounds like really convoluted to just be like, yeah, all these things are interconnected and like, (laughs) you don't have to draw a fucking chart, you know, like what, what is this like for kindergartners? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Let, Let me, let me trace, let me trace one path here. I'll trace one path here. All right. So we're starting with Omicron. It's kind of like a game of Monopoly, but on the way back around, you pass through all kinds of hell. Just mm. dar- It is this dark twos, man. Let's see. You start with Omicron. <laughs> you, you pay the luxury tax. You go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you start with Omicron. You go immediately to China. In both of these, the first arrow is China. Like That's the first destination. So is he just, why is he not going back even further to like, I don't know, like, is he just going back like to a couple of years ago? He could go back you know, to like the dawn of man. You know I know. Like, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> okay. I do respect his, I feel like twos first came across my radar right after the pandemic first started. I never really knew anything about him before that, but he like wrote this series of articles right after the pandemic started, and at the time I was like trying to understand the economy and shit, so I was like reading him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Your first mistake, trying to understand how this My shit works. My first work. mistake, trying to. You're be- a twos hound. <laughs> <laughs> You're a crypto twos hound. I was an early. I was a crypto coos hound, man. You've been leeching his ideas into the mainstream. <laughs> yeah, you're responsible. Just, yeah. You're responsible for the cut article. 
I didn't understand what shit like quantitative easing and stuff meant. So I was like, I've got to read. I've got to go back to the basics. The basics being the coups. Yeah. Coups. Damn, man. Kuzumano. <laughs> he, uh, but, but, so like, I, but I do respect his like periodization. Like he mm-hmm. correctly starts, like, if you want to come up with a theory of crisis or an explanation for what's going on, probably the best place to start is COVID. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reasonable yeah right it seems let me ask reasonable. you this do you feel like covid the era of covid started a new epoch kind of in kind of the same way 9 11 yeah kinda started did. 1, do you think we're kind of in a new epoch 1000 yeah. in the way 100%. that you the way that you can tell is i i feel like i think the way that you can tell is these supreme court decisions it's just mm-hmm. like because we were talking about that before, like why didn't they repeal Roe earlier? They, you know, they could have done it in the two thousands. Like, what about this specific moment made them feel like so emboldened to like repeal right. Roe today? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's. I feel like there's a few things probably going on, but I think that for the longest time, neoliberalism uh, presented this complication which was what do we do with the individual? If we've stripped away all the institutions, what do we do with the individual? Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID allowed them to resolve that uh, because it raised all these questions of, I think, bodily autonomy. And mm-hmm. in, uh, I mean, just, okay, they're at the sort of like philosophical cultural level, but then also at the political economic Social reproduction level. too. Right, right, exactly. Social reproduction, staying at home, like the role of the family, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like all of these yeah. different things. All these also mores that reinforce all of these, like, you know, as you said, staying at home with the family and, you know, patriarchy and like, which is, I don't even mean it to say right. it in and a what way. What is like, a job? What is work? Exactly, like is, exactly. home, is you know what I mean? Like Exactly. Man, we, we are at, I was thinking about it before we got on and like, you know, because well, yesterday too there was that supreme court ruling um today's roe v wade repealing that overturning it yesterday was um uh a concealed car making it easier to conceal carry right uh. and like it just seems like like you said terrence neoliberalism like what do we do and, with the, and the miranda rights sure. thing and the miranda rights thing right so it's like where has like, it ever felt hmm. worse to live in this piece of shit Dude, it, that's exactly ex- yo. It's like, like psychically yes, and emotionally, yes. mentally, not even you know just I mean? physically, but yeah, psychically especially. Dude, we're just at this. I mean, I don't mean to say historic moment. It always feels like that, but literally, where you could go one of two ways, and the elites, the ruling class, they're just doubling down, man. You know, they're just doubling down. You know, well, I mean, was there another thing? Am I forgetting another thing? There was like the mm. Miranda rights. Um, the open carry thing, like, is one of those cases that, like, I'm like, I, you know, I lived in Texas, uh, grew up in New Mexico, live in Kentucky, like, I'm just used at used to at this point seeing people Some just walk around strapped in to a the Walmart f- with a gun. Yes, yes, I was, yes, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was camping used- last weekend, saw a motherfucker pull up on a side by side, and he just had a Glock nine right on his <laughs> hip. I'm like, bro, what Duh. are you afraid of out here exactly? Dog, I went. I used to work at a Golden Crust right by my house. And one time, uh, everybody, all the workers were making a commotion because somebody had left a gun in one of the booths. Like, I guess it just Damn. slipped off of their, like, they li- it slipped <laughs> off like of they, their like holster. they left their keys. <laughs> Dude, and they picked it up. My coworkers picked it up with a plastic bag and just carried it, like, to the to the manager's office. And we're just like, dog, what do we, 
do about this shit. The guy just left and he just left his fucking gun. Like, yeah, like you were saying in the South. I'm taking that shit home. Where, Yo, dog, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I haven't been feeling too good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guns is one of those things that I, it's just like an issue that my specific trajectory through American society is just like there the our 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 like our insane Trumper small businessman arcade owner downtown Whitesburg. He looks exactly like Chuck Norris and he's constantly packing, <laughs> does. packing heat. And he's always giving he's always giving me the fucking stink eye, dude. I'm like, this dude is about to waste me. Just dude, this dude looking is for, like... he's looking for a reason. How far away are you are we, do you think? In like a place like Eastern Kentucky, of it just going back to like like uh, you know, the fucking okay corral type shit. Oh, dude, like, I mean, with the... Like where a motherfucker just, like, you just draw down at high noon on Main Street, and then whoever loses just gets kind of drug off to the side, and then everybody carries on like nothing happened. Tom and I... Yo, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. No, I mean, I think I said this on the show before, but a couple weeks ago, there was a shootout. I said it on Patreon. There was a shootout in a parking lot where this guy got held up at gunpoint for his rifle, Went back to his car, grabbed another <laughs> gun, and they started having a shootout in the parking lot of Target or some shit. <laughs> it's like, hey, time out. I got to go run out here and get something stronger than this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Chase. It seems like a bad idea to, like, also the cigarette shit. Like, you take it away uh, all yes, these that vices the cigarette and shit. Thing. No, you take away all of these vices, quote, vices and shit like that, and try to paternalize, be very paternal about those shit, but then you just give motherfuckers guns instead. Like, that's just a recipe for, like, Mad Max, like, apocalyptic disaster, dog. Seriously. It's Well, it's also just, like, I, I don't know what it says about wherever you land on guns is wherever you land on guns, right? But, like, it is very just indicative of the mean-spirited and psychopathic nature of this country that we have something like that Uvalde shooting, and then they decide now's the time we need to, like, run that through the, <laughs> that, the, the court. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that makes you feel like they are... It, it's the kind of stuff that makes you think that they all, almost are operating from, like, a specific blueprint. Like, let's make yes. society this specific set of horrors for the like, modern individual. I think individual. it's satanic. I really do. I think America oh. is satanic. I think American Truly. Christianity is satanic. Really, I, and and I, I do think that. <laughs> no, dude, truly, like the ontologically evil thing, like I think it's totally legit for the United States. I mean, check this, yo. I looked this shit up today too. The Senate passed this uh, gun reform bill, quote reform bill, that I think they expand back background checks to people under twenty one. Um, there's like um, financial incentives for um, states to implement like red flag laws and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So this passed this this passed the Senate today, and then like. Like, uh, yesterday, they passed the concealed carry shit. You know what I'm saying? They made it so it, it, it nullifies it, all it, of those ref- those little meager reforms, you know? It produces this very disorienting effect where you see them doing the theater. It's so bizarre. It's almost like it's intentionally made to take your eyes off of, the, of, yes. off of what's actually happening. So it's like Absolutely. at the front of the stage, they are doing these symbolic gestures like the January 6th. Uh, hearings and this gun legislation but behind the scenes you just hear these ma- you hear people getting stabbed behind the curtains <laughs> yeah. like, oh. you're like what Scream the fuck wait 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 what's going on back there man wait wait, wait. 
Meanwhile, this guy's trying to do a monologue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think something's going on back there. Shouldn't like, we, bro, you got to pull back the curtain a little shouldn't bit. Shouldn't we man. call like, this all off and get not getting the full picture <laughs> here. behind the curtain? <laughs> It's, it produces a very disorienting and strange effect. The, I mean, the weird thing about that gun legislation is like, one of the weird things is that McConnell voted in favor of it. But but I read the New York Times article, and it didn't sound like it was much of anything at all. They were like, oh, this no. is monumental gun reform. And so I was like trying to just tease out well, that's, well that's the that's the thing, is like, if, you, if there's one thing you can set your watch by about America... It's that there is never going to be any meaningful legislation ever again. We're past no. that. Because no. because we're several decades into, like, politics is not the way that the world is ordered now here. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to understand. So there's not going to be another New Deal. There's not going to be... I mean, you could have, you could have fucking half of Congress, uh, Bernie Sanders representing half of Congress, and it wouldn't matter. Because that's just it's not the way the world's it's ordered not now. Built. Yo, like, one thing, too, and I mean, like, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but this kind of blew my mind, like, the tobacco thing, because it was like, dog, I don't even trust, like, the government to do something that's supposed to be good, right? They're always just going to half-ass it. Like, what they want to do is cut nicotine in half, right. but if you cut nicotine in half, then that means that the tobacco industry is going to find out or, like, you know, concoct some fucking new, you know what I'm saying, like, the ingredient to, like, get people equally as hooked as if they didn't cut the nicotine out at all. Why don't you just nationalize the tobacco industry but like you said tom there's we can't even imagine that much less a tentative contract between labor and capital right it's to regulate it's it's exactly like you pointed out on twitter aaron it's class war what it does is it illegalizes it criminalizes another item just in the same way that way that drug like the drug war does it criminalizes survival strategies under a deteriorating (laughs) political economic system that is a good point it is like 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 just coping like smoking a fucking cigarette like like as you pointed out eric garner was killed for fucking selling cigarettes i mean like this is another site where the state is trying to further criminalize your activity and take and i know it sounds fucking ridiculous because like Mm -hmm. i saw you arguing with someone over that that was like Mm -hmm. uh or 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 maybe someone was like subtweeting you or something like mm-hmm. that. But people were like, "It's absurd that uh, it's even a leftist position that you would want to keep cigarettes. They're a public nuisance and a social harm." And it's like, yeah, they are. They're, like a lot of fucking things in society. Nobody, like, no, ne- nobody, even <laughs> no smokers, under the illusion that it's good for them. Exactly. Dude, I, hate, I hate myself every time I smoke a cigarette. I hate myself, and I fucking hate it, and it tastes disgusting. I'm addicted to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Somebody had a good tweet that was like, uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, basically a nanny state that just wants to legislate dangerous personal choices. But in terms of like healthcare and all these things, it's like a fucking, you know, a fucking homicidal free for all. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, and what's what's insane, too. This is not my original point. Somebody brought up on Twitter, but I think the 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 concealed carry thing was that the states don't have a right to like legislate this. Right. But the abortion thing is like, but the states do have a right to do it. So like you said, Tom, like the scope of control, right? It, it's always like, yeah, man, like we're going to uh, illegal like ban, you know, all this other shit that helps people get through daily life. But the big important stuff, like the truly important stuff, like healthcare, abortion rights, man, like these motherfuckers are nowhere to be found. You know, all they're going to do is send us a bunch of emails this weekend, probably, man, and tweet about how we need to vote in, in November, man. It's, it's fucking disgusting.
Yeah. We, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like sound the alarm about monkeypox or no shit like that, but we have a vaccine for this shit, and like, you can't get it anywhere except for like two cities in America. You know what I mean? I, I like how they're. Uh, <laughs> I thought like I felt like monkeypox fell off for a second and then it came back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. stop trying to make monkeypox happen, bro. <laughs> You can't make monkeypox cool, man. It don't even sound cool. Monkeypox, at least COVID sounds COVID. You know, yeah. it sounds like a movie uh, I, pandemic. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it sounds like somebody in the Sith. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It seems to me that like there are several things going on here. That like mm. you've got capitalism, you've got you know a political democracy, and then you've got the individual. And, like, a lot of these forces that were put into motion in, like, the 20th century that created the modern individual also created these political imperatives that the legislative systems had to deal with. But that came into conflict with capitalism, with specifically, like, neoliberalism, because, like, what they, find, what they really needed to, to do to be able to keep the system running and to keep people under control was criminalize the very facets of the modern individual that they created in the 20th century. Like addiction, you know, like widespread addiction and like mental health and all this other stuff. And that so, is a good that is a good point. It's like you introduced all these sort of pernicious things in society that have right. like addiction, you know, done course, so much damage and everything right. else. And now and now you want to legislate those things. E- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in just, an individual way though. Legislate not even regulatory Right to the tobacco industry, but people's right. own personal behavior. They want to pass the buck to the individual, yeah, exactly. and criminalize exactly. their own choices. Yeah. Well, exactly. yeah, it just further demonstrates what we've been saying. Just because we're able to witness here, our, our fucking office is right next to the jail. You know what I mean? Like I just see this every day. Like this is the future. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not like making a prediction or a prophecy. That is the future. The future is more jails. Which way, Western is, man? Yeah, no, Prisons that's it. Or podcaster. <laughs> We're Presbyterianists. <laughs> that's the that's the in between. It's us, the Presbyterian Church, and the and the jail. <laughs> Prison Presbyterianism or podcasting? podcasting. Your choice. <laughs> yes, that's a good title. Goddamn. <laughs> but yo, like, I mean, even think about like, yo, that's something you say, Terrence, all the time. Like you just said just now, you reiterated. Like this is the future. Like think about like a town like Uvalde, right? Why the fuck? is that police budget so high why the fuck are there so many cops to police a small town like that yeah you know know, it's just fucking insane dude and like and like you see the way in which they've been trained to uphold this system that the most the vast majority of us have either been instructed or instructed to ignore or brainwashed to ignore or whatever you see the way in which they've been trained to uphold that system kicks into gear when actual like human uh you know, when human crisis comes to the front, they don't know how to respond to it. They don't know how to actually help people. That's the thing. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's just like you saw these. Well, news- it's not their function, though. It's not their function. Their function is, is the state has a monopoly on violence and they are the foot soldiers of that violence to get to execute that violence however they want to in order to keep. A, a certain social order it was cops were never intended to protect us and to solve crimes or any of that stuff that's just an excuse to keep them perpetually on a payroll exactly if they could if they could they would just call these motherfuckers up when like they need them you know what i mean yeah, but like yeah. 
No, what they do in the meantime is they like, you know, they fee grab. They stick and they shorten our pockets up and we pay them to harass us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Which which Stacey Abrams, uh, prospective um, um, governor of, uh, of Georgia, she just had a tweet yesterday <laughs> talking about giving law enforcement. Man, all, to be honest with you, the ratio was impressive. I've never seen that happen that quickly, which made what me it? feel like. Yeah, no, Twitter's someone, not real life, but I was kind of like, dog, okay. <laughs> someone pointed out, I wish, I wish I could find the Twitter handle real quick. I follow him, but I forgot the Twitter. Someone pointed out that it's the only time she's ever yes. mentioned living wage. <laughs> like, yes, yes, with, yes. Re- with regards to the, the law police. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Hey, yo, you know what I was just thinking too, man? Um, and again, it's probably not a novel idea, but like, Everything that we're talking about, like, you know, using the state, the state having a monopoly on violence, using the police, all of this shit, right? But, and I mentioned last time, this idea of, like, continuity, right? It's like, yes, capitalism is, like, completely, like, necrotic. I mean, it's just obsessed with death, right? But they also need to keep motherfuckers alive, you know? So it's like, on the one hand, it's like the right is doing their whole abortion, great replacement, like, their whole project with continuity. And then the liberals are legislating harmful vices and in 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 this language of like healthcare and keeping people you know what i'm saying what it's like yo do you just want people like maybe during the pandemic that for a minute they were like hold up not only are bodies dropping quick but people are realizing this and fighting back and resisting this is part of the labor movement right so now we gotta legislate bodies in a way that only keeps them alive so they can fucking work and we can extract from them, you know, and right. like squeeze them like a stone. You know what I mean? I think that there was a kind of new, there was a kind of uh, reassessment of the individual and of bodily autonomy. That's why I think like twos isn't completely off to start with COVID. And I think he's actually completely correct to start with COVID. Like you, that is the entry point to the crisis. There were things that led up to that. Like obviously 9-11. Like not, that, and, <laughs> 9-11 and t- is the, the first world event that has ever happened. The first world, in my opinion, it's the if first we- world event. To, to explain every insane thing <laughs> happening to America right now, I, th- I think you literally have to start chapter one. Bro. 9-11, a.m. Like, if you, if you worked for McGraw-Hill, like the textbook company, and you were like, okay, Terrence, what's your chronology here? And I say, you say, I think we have to start with September 11th, 2001. That's, that's where say. history starts. That's where no, it's it The rest of that stuff is... Everything else is build-up. That's all yeah, build-up. Exactly. That's prologue. Exactly. That, <laughs> was <teasing. laughs> yeah. that was foreplay. Exactly, that was foreplay. That, and, that, and also, that's kind of the Russia-Ukraine thing. That's why. That's what I find so disconcerting about it, is that I can't escape it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, 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 like, if we were just concerned with, like, international conflict, why don't I know any, anything about anything else? You know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. I still it's wanted... like the scope. Go ahead, Terrence. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, adding on what Tom said, it's like the scope of knowledge, right? And not just power, but knowledge that you have is constantly being restricted and restricted and restricted. So you're only looking through the telescope of what they want you to look at. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, man. That's insane, though. All right. Let's, I want to take a path. Let's take a path down fucking one of twos's avenues here. Dark twos? We're taking a twos cruise. We're taking a twos Twos cruise through... Uh, the world through his eyes. I, I again. I hate to. I'm not completely talking shit. And I'm, honestly, I'm not even really smart enough to to talk shit. argue <laughs> to talk shit or to even argue an alternative. Yeah, I, I can't eat the crumbs <laughs> off Tuz's table. I, but 
His name is just so conducive to a good coos joke. You have to. You got to. You got to. Uh, okay, let's start with Omicron. We're going to go to China. Uh, from China, let's go to, let's see, pressure on Russia. I'm not sure what that necessarily means. Uh, it's a two-way arrow. Um, from pressure on Russia, we go to risk of nuclear escalation. Well, and that's the end of that. That's the end of that okay. road. Okay, all right. Uh, this is a fun Good. game. Let's start back at the top. We'll start at right. Omicron. We'll go to China. Now we're going to Russian gas boycott. Okay, so did China uh, boycott buying Russian gas, or is it that China is buying gas from Russia? I think China's buying. I know China and Russia are always like tight. So like, I think that I can't imagine China boycotting Russia. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're I united ima- against the United States. I cannot imagine China joining the anti-Russia chorus. Yeah, they uh-huh. would never. They okay. Would never. So we've got, okay, Omicron, China, Russian gas boycott. From there, we've got Italian Gov under intense pressure. Damn, how did we get to Italian We get the Italian, yeah, oh, no. baby. Paisan. You get the Paisans in there. Um, and that road leads to a Eurozone sovereignty debt crisis risk. All okay, right, why so is this? There's two risks, nuclear okay. annihilation and European Eurozone okay. sovereign debt crisis risk, which is like, I feel like one of those things that's been building up for 20 fucking years. Like, yeah. I read that Giannis Yerofakis, isn't that his name? Like, book? Yeah, Giannis, yeah. Greek, the, yeah, yeah. Greek, yeah. Greek, yeah. Greek, yeah, economist, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that that was like he was like in there in the early 2010s. Like this was going on even back then. Like I feel like this is just this thing that's been like building up in Europe for 15 fucking years. Just, just this these recurring rounds of like debt restructuring and austerity, and you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Now he's right. He's right about that. Yeah, there was a time there. It was like uh, Greece, this ancient and proud civilization, like uh, didn't have two nickels to rub together. Right, <laughs> Germany was calling. They were like calling in their debts. Yeah. I think it's what it was, right? How the mighty have fallen, man. Yeah, and Angela Merkel just over there being like, "Hey, you got that ten, yo, man? You got that ten, yo, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know, it just made me think about like, I'm not saying that actually. You could probably say that the United States today is comparable to like ancient Rome in its height, you know. So, like, now where you have Italy that can't rub two nickels together and has to, like, go into, like, you know, Angela Merkel's purse and pick out some change, what is the United States going to look like, like, 2,000 years from now? Because I know Also, are def- we you know asking why the Germans are so flush? <laughs> Dude, what it'll be... <clears throat> we don't talk about that, talk. It'll probably be states doing that to each other. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It'll probably be, like, the, the government of California... Eventually. Well, they already do that. They already right, do that. Right. Oh, yeah, we take care of Kentucky and West Virginia as if there That's was true. never a history of complete <laughs> extraction and gutting of all of our resources before you became what you became. You're right. So you could build your cities and shit like that, man. Okay. Let me, let's take another route. Let me start with Omicron, China. Again, you can only at the beginning start with Omicron and China. Where the U.S. comes into play, like, I think yeah, maybe if you... what about the protest if, over the summer a couple yeah, years if ago? if you zoomed out... No. Well, I think he's probably... I wonder if he... He doesn't have that on here. So I guess he's talking I mean, about, like, at the global... Level. But that was kind of sus, global. but okay. <laughs> it is sus. It was kind of it was super global. I mean, 
I don't know, man. Maybe not. Maybe I mean I live in America, so maybe I'm being like America centric, but that felt like a pretty big deal around the world, you know. All right, so here's another here's another direction you could take. Omicron, China. Oh wait, wait I was gonna say you could possibly zoom out a little bit and like maybe the bubble behind Omicron would be like United States creating Omicron in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that could be one <laughs> It would just uh, be one single dot. That would be so tight. You know what would be so tight is if we had like a White House press conference and Biden was like, been a lot of speculation about this for years, particularly in the uh, NOI communities and so forth, but it's time I'm going to bring out Dr. Yaakov. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Yaakov is... Uh, uh, yeah, it's like fucking uh, Fauci's down with COVID, so Doctor Yakov goes step in and be the head of, head of Centers for Disease Control. Dude, oh, oh shit! <laughs> New CDC director, Doctor Doctor Yakov. Yo, oh yeah, you got a new stri- We got a new line of white people coming out this summer. <laughs> new white man about to drop. You knew white man about to drop. <laughs> oh uh, shit! <laughs> all right, let's take another route. Let's take another. Sh- let's take another twos cruise. Wait, We're Terrence, are there cruising. any that don't like the second point? Is it China? Because it sounds like everyone you read so far is Arbicrat China. Arbicrat, it's always China. the second point. With him, it oh, starts with point. China. Okay. I don't yeah. really know why. Sus, baby. I guess that's perhaps because that's where Omicron started. But um, at the same time, just because it started in China doesn't mean that other forces weren't behind it. I'm kind of these days. I don't know how how I feel about COVID. Um, Well, he's got this is he's just talking Omicron. He's not even fucking talking COVID. I guess Omicron is the 2021 strain. All right, twos, you're going in a little too microscopic here. I don't need like the specific he to, strains. He's we like don't a need weed. the granular, baby. We need the broad strokes here. This is podcast. That's right. He's like a weed <laughs> dealer trying to tell you like this is a sativa yeah. and yeah. no, motherfucker. I just want to get high. Give me the cheapest shit you got, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got twenty dollars. How high can I get for that? <laughs> I'll hand you a bag of shake. Yeah. um let's we got omicron china next oil prices from oil prices that's a flashpoint for twos you can go in all kinds of different uh directions with that one you could take it one direction oil prices lead to the climate crisis net zero climate policy that to him that's the broad strokes yeah yeah big Mm -hmm. broad strokes you could take it to the next risk which is biden administration and quote-unquote gop risk um so i think maybe in twos is schematic like the gop is a modern like fascist theocratic movement and Mm. the the dims just exist to provide a theatrical spectacle for the stripping away of all of our rights yeah for Uh, for the for the but to keep people engaged in the electoral process i'm sure that his his i'm sure that his Analysis of the Dems is exactly like mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could take oil prices to U.S. inflation, which goes to Fed, which goes to stagflation mm. risk. Damn, dog. Okay, listen. If We've we're hit playing, if risk. we're playing, pick your own adventure. Get me from, uh, um, let's see. <clears throat> 
get me. You remember when we were going to do that game where you like start on one Wikipedia page yeah. and you have to end, get, get to, to another one? Right, right, right. And like six so, moves or less. Right, yeah. Let's Kevin Bacon game the twos here and get me from the Russian oil crisis <laughs> to uh, monkeypox. Um, Does he have that? Russian oil crisis? The monkeypox. 2022. Okay, because would, you would think that I could go to like a Wikipedia page, but instead I've got Bloomberg, the second wave of the Russian oil sock, shock is starting. All right, so but what even is monkeypox? Where did it originate? For more on this, we're going to go to CDC Director Dr. Yaka. <laughs> good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> uh, see my first model, first version sitting up in the front row? <laughs> about, to, about to drop a new white man? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I don't even yeah. know what stagflation is. In economic stagflation or recession inflation is a situation in which the inflation rate is high, the economic growth rate slows, and unemployment remains steadily high. It presents a dilemma for economic policy since actions intended to lower inflation may exacerbate unemployment. Dog, you just made me think, man. Like, yo, I call myself a Marxist, and Marx knew about the machinations of this whole system. And sometimes I'm like, yo, I have no idea what stagflation means. I don't know how any of this shit works, and I don't feel bad about it. Well... Uh, well, there's something actually I wanted to read today that actually might help us understand that a little bit better, because uh, I know very little about it. All right, uh, but I'm I still have some I might still have some shit in the tank from yeah. when all I right, tried. Maybe let's see what he's got. Let's see what I got. <laughs> gonna rig up that stone. First, I guess I need to close the twos tab. Uh, twos says I don't claim any originality for the exercise. Pulling all these well-known influences together. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I don't think Twos has a really Marxist theory of crisis, but between you and us two, because I know no one else is listening, I have mm. no fucking clue what Marxist theory of crisis is. So, <laughs> God damn, bro. Don't rest assured somebody's going to tell you soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, these guys are fake as hell. They don't know what they're talking about. But, like, you're right. I don't. Uh,. No, I had no clue. Uh, that's why we're <laughs> going to read it. an article in the New York Times called Fed Confronts a Quote-Unquote New World of Inflation. Central bu- banks had a long-standing playbook of how inflation worked. In the post-pandemic era, all bets are off. I think this is an interesting article because it's trying to, as far as I understand it, economists are, for this segment, we're going to have to adopt the the famous disposition taken by former president George Bush, George W. Bush, who did 9-11. See, it's all, so, uh, it's you know, and, it's, a and so, it's a circle. Uh, as he famously said, I'm an optimist, not an economist. Hmm. Um, or exactly. I'm not an economist, I'm an optimist. That's exactly. Same same could be said for the three of us. Same could be said. Indeed. We are all optimists here. So let's, <laughs> yes, we must, we all must put on our optimist hat. <laughs> <laughs> put on our optimist hat and we're going to we're going to look under the trunk here um i think economists are kind of 
puzzled as to what is actually causing inflation. But I can't tell if that's a ruse, if they're pretending to be puzzled because they don't want to admit, like Jay Powell doesn't want to admit that they might have to cause a recession to bring prices down. Mm. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't know if that's genuine or not. Yeah. This article will get into his quotes and shit. But first, I just want to say, as a, even a like sort of prologue to that, there are some other people who think that what is required to bring inflation down is, yes, a like genocidal Volkershock mm-hmm. 2.0 or something that would like, mm-hmm. you know, cause mass unemployment mm-hmm. and uh, and that will bring. Prices. And also, well, I guess, interest rates too going up and shit, too. Right. I'll go ahead and tell you, you can you can buckle up for that. But since Rose been struck down. Now they have their thing to run on, so they can go ahead and engineer the recession and all that stuff. That's yeah. fine. Yep. You know, it's yep. it's weird, though, because I feel like they're kind of caught because I would imagine that the Biden administration is trying to tell the central, like the Fed, to be like... We got know, the midterms gotta, coming up. We midterms, have to do something. Right, 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 right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to completely admit that they're going to do that yet, um, but I think their actions show that they are doing that because they are... They're, yeah, there are rising interest rates. They've been mm-hmm. they've been raising rates for the past couple. But wasn't wasn't the head of the Fed asked by Warren the other day if uh, if 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 this was going to actually help like lower the price, like rising interest rates, if that was going to help lower the price of like gas and food? And he straight up said, "No, not quite." <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exa- it was basically <laughs> it's almost exactly what he said. Um, former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers said the jobless rate would need to rise above 5% for a sustained period in order to curb inflation that's running at the hottest pace in four decades. We need five years of unemployment above 5% to contain inflation. In other words, we need two years of 7.5% unemployment or five years of 6% unemployment or one year of 10% unemployment. Like, do you, do, like, if you're you know what to we this- need for Lawrence Summers? We need to put, we need to put him at... <laughs> At the at the top of one of those really high buildings in the Middle East that are yeah. sacred sites, and we or, need yeah. to let just an ancient bird peck at his liver every day <laughs> <laughs> until he until there's no more. Like what was that in the Greek mythology? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think it as like a small intestine, a crow or some shit. That's yeah. what we need for Larry Summers. Yeah, anyway, I... <laughs> he needs a mythological punishment. <clears throat> Also, too, like, I don't think we've really explored the Mariana Trench. That might be, you know, that might be something that we, we can no, 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 bro. I got, I got to, I got to push back. He's, 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 Mariana Trench ain't going to do it. We need to cast this motherfucker in the river sticks. <laughs> just, just. No uh, other way. Skeleton hands reaching up and pulling him under. Yes. yes. Just inky yes. water, yeah, yes, hell yeah, yes. Oh my god! Now, if, if you're now. listening to this and have no idea what the fuck any of that really means, the point is that these people view you basically as just another cog. Like they, this is yeah. how capitalist democracy manages an economy. I mean, you're a number on a ledger, is what you are, and right. they just like, move you from you know things column happen. To column. Yes, things happen within an economy, like inflation. A bunch of economists sit down and based on their own ideological sort of premises, they come up with a conclusion for why inflation exists. Then they fight that out in the political arena and X, Y, Z happens. I mean, basically, the point being is that like 
capitalism does exist on a set of laws that aren't, you know, readily apparent or available. That because they're not natural, right? It's exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but at the same time, uh, there are ways to because it creates crises in political economy the political systems have to do something about it so they or have the spectacle of doing or do something about it and then have a spectacle of as if they're addressing it um with regard to your welfare you know exactly that's exactly right this is already predetermined they were already going to do this the minute the shit they found out this was going to happen that's just the way the shit works you know right um so yeah so yeah basically people have different ideas on how this goes anyways you know and and like i said we've all right, wait, wait, hold on. Let me find this article. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, New York Times, Fed confronts a new world of inflation. Um, Federal Reserve officials are questioning whether their longstanding assumptions about inflation still apply as price gains remain stubbornly and surprisingly rapid. A bout of economic soul-searching that could have big implications for the American economy. For years, Fed policymakers had a playbook for handling inflation surprises. They mostly ignored disruptions to the supply of goods and services when setting monetary policy, assuming they would work themselves out. The Fed guides the economy by adjusting interest rates. (laughs) Maybe that's causative. (laughs) Just, you know, what we did before was just how we just rolled them on out. Right. Yeah. We let the fever pass. We just let yeah, the fever we just let it pass. pass. The convulsions and... to the body. Yeah. yeah. Worst thing you can do is bow to a fever. Um, I mean, basically, I hope after reading this article, you come away with an indication of just how deranged capitalism is and how oh, yeah. completely irrational, completely nonsensical that it is. Um, the Fed guides the economy by adjusting interest rates, which influence demand, so keeping consumption and business activity chugging along at an even keel was the primary focus. But after the global economy has been rocked for two years by nonstop supply crises, from shipping snarls to the war in Ukraine, central bankers have stopped waiting for normality to return. They have been raising interest rates aggressively so to slow down consumer and business spending and cool the economy. And they That's are the reassessing... It's also, it's weird, it's like, there's no mention of that, uh, uh, you know, there's no mention in that of, I don't know, like, rising labor militancy. The fact yes, that, like, you've yes. got people in, like, Starbucks and shit, like, unionizing yeah. and, and, uh, and Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they used to talk about that, you know, when yeah. they talked about the business, like, talked about business, like, you know, eight, 70 years ago in the business press. Mm-hmm. But it's weird to, like, not factor that into their decisions like surely yeah. they fucking care about that because they they run around in the same circles as the fucking capitalists and so of course yeah. they care they, they know about it but if they acknowledge it that means that it's real you know well and it, and it means that wages are going to go up and yeah. that's going to in their schematic that means that prices are also going to go up and that inflation exactly. you're just going to be caught in the spiral to exactly. them, they're helpless to do anything but destroy the worker. That's the but exactly. the, the way they say it. They church it up in all this fancy language. But what they're telling you is like, we're, look, I'm helpless. I have to fuck you over. You don't understand. Yeah. It's also, like, too, it's almost it's almost like really behind that it. it means like, oh, y'all got too uppity, so now we have to lay down the law, you know? Right. Let me ask you all a question. I, I was talking to uh, my cousin who is in logistics, and... He was talking about the degree to which, like, a lot of these shortages are manufactured so they can, like, like 
make prices go up and stuff like that. Mm. Right. Like, like, how does that fit into all this? You know what I mean? Like, how does a motherfucker mm. pull up at Taco Bell and see the Mexican pizza as popularity has been underestimated <laughs> by this chain, <laughs> this location? And it's out. How does how does stuff like that? I'm being facetious, but how does stuff like that connect to that overall labor militancy and everything? You think? Mm. Mm. I don't know. See, I've stu- I see, I stumped you the panel. I'm sorry. I'll go ask twos. <laughs> <laughs> that shit went right. A over. man, a man that knows some things. <laughs> say the first part of the question again. Now, I'm just curious how, uh, I, and I don't know, I don't know either, I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm curious, like, you see these things and it's like, uh, you know, you, you go to Arby's for lunch or something. I, surely I can't be the only one the listenership frequents Arby's. Right, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> this and this and this are not available right now. And right. it's like, they kind of chalk it up as to the ongoing supply chain crisis or right. whatever. Mm. But I'm told by those in the know that much of that is, like, manufactured itself. Like the shortages and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm just wondering how those dots connect. You know what I mean? And I'm, 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 I'm not saying there's not shortages because of like, you know what I mean? A lot no, of no, motherfuckers no, no, no. died that were in places like the global south where they make things and send them to this yeah. piece of shit. You know what I mean? Listen to mm. this article I just saw in Reuters. Shout out Sean KB for putting this out. Old is gold. Sky high cost of aging ships sounds sounds inflation SOS. Okay, the fucking title sucks ass. The basic the, the takeaway from it though, shipping companies are transforming rust buckets into gold mines in a modern day alchemy that could fuel already rampant inflation for years to come. The disruption of world trade caused by blah blah blah. Cashing in on the boom, shipping firms are locking in long term leases lasting three to four years, which means consumers could carry on paying the price for the surge in costs until hundreds of new ships on order come into service. Like they are basically ensuring high prices both throughout a crisis that is manufactured, but throughout the, f- the short-term future as well. Like they're seeing sky high. I mean, you saw this. Fucking Biden even admitted to this the other day. He said something about like oil companies profiting off of this, like getting mm. sky high fucking profits, and they just flip shit. You know what I mean? That yeah, of course yeah. they're going to like get the implication that they are fucking profiting off of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. I don't know, man. Like, that's what I was talking to my mom the other day. And I mean, even I think even like like the lay person, which I mean, I mom, I don't I don't know anything about this. My mom doesn't know anything about the shit. Most people fucking don't right about the things that we're talking about here. But like even she kind of thought about it. Where it was like, hey, I feel like all of this is manufactured, you know. And I was like, yo, you might be on to something, moms. You might be. Um. Let's see. After the global economy has been rocked for two years by nonstop supply crises. All right. From shipping. We read that. Um, They are assessing how inflation might evolve in a world where it seems that the problems may just keep coming. All right. That's that's another interesting thing I wanted to point out about this article. The, The premise is that the world is increasingly chaotic and complex and the good news is there's no end in sight <laughs> exactly <laughs> nothing we can do about it either i think you're right tom like what the fuck is causing the supply line crisis i mean okay were things so fucked up and disrupted in 2020 that they just couldn't untangle all was it like a a mass of microphone cords like in our studio that i have to spend mm. like eight hours fucking untangling and stuff mm. like what is it does it really work like that like i thought in capitalism everything was streamlined and if not yes i thought in capitalism everything was supposed to be streamlined mm. and guided by the invisible hand and all this if it can get that fucked up isn't that kind of a testament to maybe we should start looking at Man. other 
<laughs> Dog, there's no way. Like, I'm thinking about it, and maybe it's a facile understanding, but, you know, they made so much fucking money during the initial first two years of the pandemic. They're still making so much fucking obscene, money. Obscene. Obscene amounts, amounts of money. But we have supply uh, supply. We have supply shortages. We have, yeah. like, I'm calling you know, bullshit. like, work, what the work fuck? condition. You know what I'm saying? Like, lowering wages and shit like that. And just, like, it's all It's totally like, incongruous. No, how right. how yes. are you making yes. record profits and you have no product? These you know? articles, <laughs> dude, you're exactly, exactly fucking right. Because reading this article, and I also read Paul Krugman's column this week, both of the tones of both of those articles are like, who could have possibly done this? Like they're looking around with their microscope, their Sherlock Holmes. The motherfuckers Holmes, who made money with their with their insp- yeah, exactly. Who could have possibly we'll put, done I'm this? I'm gonna put Krugman up there, Larry Summers, with that bird coming to peckle, <laughs> <laughs> making a flock it of is, birds instead. It is so crazy how they've like dematerialized the capitalists. They're like, oh well, it wasn't the capitalists. Don't blame them. Who could have possibly caused skyrocketing inflation? I don't know the fucking people who make the goddamn prices. Like, well, 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 Terrence, everything has to be dematerialized because, like, all of these motivations and causes and things are just like, like, abstracted and just floating like cigarette smoke in the air. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, none of it can be tied to any specific individual or a specific system, right? Of economics. Like, it's always just like, well, we don't know. Well, none of it matters. <laughs> I think probably the thing that drives me nuts about like the sort of. Uh, and and I'm not and listen. I'm not casting aspersions because I was on the Bernie train, all that kind of shit. Okay, mm-hmm. but the thing that kind of drives me nuts when people, particularly liberals, talk about like voting at the ballot box and all that stuff is it's like none of that stuff matters anymore. No. Like Elon Musk is the governor of Texas, effectively. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think no, that like like I think these are old old ways of ordering the world that are just there. There, like. Congress and the Senate and like the House and like all these branches of government are essentially the Queen of England now. Just right. figureheads, yeah. you know, they just ex- in there sort of like yeah. for the window dressing. I'd say they have one remaining purpose at this point, which is budget negotiations. Literally, the only thing that they do is allocate where the fucking money goes. Yeah, and they what they, their one job, all they fucking do, they show up one day, give eight hundred trillion dollars to the pentagon to, and just yeah, say to the pentagon right. and the rest to like nine <laughs> other right. dudes right and then like yeah basically they're accountants for like the war machine <laughs> and the nine beneficiaries of the war machine. <laughs> right right you know what i was thinking about too like 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 in regards to like all of that in the supreme court and shit it's like you know people love to write columns and love to theorize right on like and I mean, to some extent, like, you know, we do it too, and other people like us do it too. Like, pathologize this shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But really, it doesn't really make sense to pathologize that they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do, you know? They have, like, the license now to just get away with it. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter about catching them in hypocrisies, right? Or pointing out anything like that. Because not only do they have any shame, but there's no public power to hold them accountable anymore. You know, like there's no mass politics to do any of this shit. So they can say whatever the fuck they want and change the rules as they go. And we just have to grin and eat shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. I've been grinning and eating shit for too long, boys. (laughs) 31 years, man. (laughs) Been at this 35, 36 years now. (laughs) Grinning and eating shit. Damn, dog. No, you're right. They have to keep up the the theater of it, though. I mean, 
I don't know. I feel like one of the defining features of fascism is theater. Like, yes. I feel like that is, I mean, if you look at even the Third Reich, like all the things they did, it's so theatrical. And so, like, I mean, it could be that the future, the crisis everyone keeps talking about is coming, is here in, like, a proto-form. You know what I mean? Oh, it's totally. sort of like you know, the, the fascism being that, like, the liberals will continue to do this entire theatrical exercise and not actually use government as an instrument of power at all while the conservatives use government as an instrument of power to Absolutely. lay down the legal foundations of the coming just you know catastrophic uh crisis that whatever you want to call techno fascism or whatever that's coming you know what i will say about twos though he's totally got it and you were saying this tom is 9 11 was kind of a paradigm shift right and COVID is also a paradigm shift. And it makes sense that, even though he starts with Omicron twos, I mean, I thought you would start with the first strain, but whatever. Yeah, like, the first it strain. Really, this is a preview and a test run for the ruling class and to, like of how they're going to handle crisis. And we are seeing this shit play out. Not only are these motherfuckers going to make mad money, but they're going to push through the most draconian shit possible because that window is wide fucking open for them to do it because everything has been changed and is never going back. All it, these fucking... Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. You go ahead. I was just going to say, all these fucking powerful people hang out together. Like, I really can't stress oh, that sure. enough. Why do you think that, like, every time you're slightly suspicious of a CEO, like, did they hang out with Epstein and Ghislaine? <laughs> and you find a photo and they did. It's like, uh, yeah, they, they all hang out together. Regardless yeah. of their ideology, they're trying to fucking kill you. And so I and guarantee somehow you... somehow Chris Rock is in there, too, somehow. Somehow. I don't know how the fuck Chris Rock... <laughs> He's on the periphery. No, no, no. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Damn, my bad, Chris Rock. Yo, Chris Rock's that, going to sue us that man's been through enough, okay? <laughs> yeah, he did get slapped. I forgot. forgot between the two black Chris's, my bad. <laughs> wow, wow. Aaron wow, Thorne. Aaron. All black people yep. look alike. <laughs> what do you mean you people, Aaron? You my people? Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, uh, but like... I guarantee you that, like, it may just be as simple as, like, the Supreme Court people like Amy Coney Barrett and Clarence Thomas, whatever. They literally hang out with people like Bezos. Maybe not Bezos, literally, but other powerful people. They run oh, around in sure. the same circles. They're like, guys, we're getting away with everything right now. They're, yeah. they're getting, we're getting away with everything. Just fucking go for yeah. gold. It, like, it this feels like we're living, honestly, it feels like we're living in some sort of laboratory where they're just like standing over us and like dissecting like owl shit, you know, to Doctor, get the little mole bones out. Yeah, it's Doctor Yakum's lab. Yeah, Doctor Yakum's lab. God, it really is. Uh, okay, let's let's global. After the global economy has been rocked for two years by nonstop supply crises, from shipping snarls to the war in Ukraine. Central bankers have stopped waiting for normalty to return. I've read that sentence like three motherfucking times. Sorry. <laughs> I still it's don't just, know. I don't know. This is just like me sitting down. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this book. And before I know it, I'm, my brain is so addled, I just read the same page like five times before I keep going further. If the Fed determines that shocks are unlikely to ease or will take so long that they leave inflation elevated for years, the result could be an even more aggressive series of rate increases as policymakers try to quash demand into balance with a more limited supply of goods and services. That painful process would ramp up the risk of a recession that would cost jobs and shutter businesses. Uh, Jerome Powell, uh, Fed chair, said the, this, the disinflationary forces of the last quarter century have been replaced, at least temporarily, by a whole different set of forces. 
Oh shit, dog! Look at my Fed chairman. I'm go. I'm definitely going to hell. Like if, if the Fed chairman's like, this is a new world, boys. He sounds like he kind of also sounds like Adam Curtis. Like Adam Curtis only saying uh, the new the new forces and shit like that. Yeah, man. The new forces. The new forces. The new set of forces. The real question is, how long will this new set of forces be sustained? We can't know that. But in the meantime, our job is to find maximum employment and price stability in this new economy. When prices began to pick up rapidly in early 2021, top Fed policymakers joined many outside economists in predicting that the change would be transitory. Inflation had been slow in America for most of the 21st century, weighed down by long-running trends like the aging of the population and globalization. It seemed that one-off pandemic shocks, especially a used car shortage and ocean shipping issues, should fade with time and allow that trend to return. But by late last year, central bankers were beginning to rethink their initial call. Supply chain problems were becoming... This kind of answers your question from earlier, Tom. Like Even shit like used car shortages are factored into the... It's the stew here, man. It's the broth. How? They got put. Use car shortages. Yeah. Uh, But by late last year, central bankers were beginning to... I mean, you can see why it's, like, perfect for... Like, for people who do hold the ideology of capitalism. Like, they really do believe in it as a a force. They may critique it like Paul Krugman, but at the end of the day, they believe in it as a a stabilizing force for distributing resources. Yeah, and that's true. interesting. Like you can see the, the way that like that uh, opinion is bending. It is completely, it's being pushed to the utmost stress in like, for example, Ron, Robert Reich, you remember him? I feel yes. like he is exactly like Krugman. Like those two, if you, they have got to be the same guy. They were They're made like in the same right? Right, right. Yeah, if like, you see if you see Krugman and Rack and the two guys in the same room look identical, just remember Rack is the one that's four feet tall. Exactly. He's he's the short guy. <laughs> um, they, he was he's saying now that Liz Cheney should be the next president. I mean, like you see, the, like the way Come they're on, short in, king in capitalism. Yeah, my, the short king is <laughs> he's going he's pulling for Liz in the booth. Dog, I mean, like I mean. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Rock's one of those guys you want to like, and then you just like up to the microscope. You're like, okay. Like, ew, okay. <laughs> like, how how much can you really trust a recycled Clinton knot? You know what I mean? I mean, these are people who li- like still think that like capitalism can work, or you can make this whole system benevolent and work for people. That's and why they're said, arriving at extremely pained and forced takes like Liz Cheney should be the next president because they don't have a comprehensive or holistic critique of capitalism. Mm. They just see it as a separate force from politics and they're un- and they're completely confused as to why the political system has completely degenerated. It's because they just like think it's the people in capitalist, charge. Yeah, like democracy is incompatible with capitalism and it's like you're yes. seeing the fucking convulsions of that, but they don't have a critique of capitalism that's no. Sort of holistic like that. So that's why they're coming up with like, oh, she can save if Liz Cheney, listen to yourself. Liz Cheney's gonna fucking save the, the dying daughter, republic. You know what, too? I mean, it is just so unironic. <laughs> listen to yourself. <laughs> Bro, you talking listen about the daughter of one of the fucking like advocates of fucking and the people that pushed fucking the Iraq war, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just insane that this is the person that you're talking about should be, like, leading us into the second half of the 21st century. It's just completely just deranged. I just want Listen one of these howdy-doty motherfuckers just to... You know what I want? I want somebody just to... 
It's like the Anton Chigurh thing. Just admit your admit your position. There's gonna be a lot more dignity in it. You'd be a lot more dignity in it. This is the one game where you can't. It's it's truly in life. This is the one game where you can't admit your position, and that, my friends, is called ideology. Yeah. Like when you can't, <laughs> when you can't admit your position here. That's ideology, yeah. dog. Goddamn. That's good. Uh, when pro- yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. But by late last year, central bankers were beginning to rethink their initial call. Supply chain problems were becoming worse, not better. Instead of fading, again, how do we know that? Is that a thing that is uh, or, like true objectively yeah. or is it something yeah. that like we're taking capitalists at their word you're you're i think you're well, right tom i think there might be something to that to that the idea that like this is kind of manufactured i don't know i could be wrong maybe that's like ridiculous to think but we shouldn't take capitalists maybe we should interview like you know union officials or yeah workers yeah. maybe that well, would well, give us a this, better idea well none of, none of this is like i said earlier none of this shit is natural right but like capitalist realism like it means that you have to see like this the, the economy as like a natural law like a you know what i'm saying as if like as easy as like fucking breathing air or drinking not, water or something yeah, like that you know yeah yeah you're right it's like, and then no, as dude. such it can be like take, they, they kind of see it like an ecosystem in the sense that like you can make changes to it that will keep it in a state of stability yeah. There, that's a dying breed, man. There's not a lot of people like that out there anymore. I don't feel like like Robert Reich, and th- I feel like one example is the MMT people, like the uh, yeah, like Stephanie Kelton. Yeah, what is what is the name of that? Like modern monetary modern theory? monetary theory, something like uh, that. I thought like, you meant yeah. Mountain. Uh, yeah, Mountain <laughs> WMMT Mountain Community WMMT. Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he talking about? Barefoot Nelly trying to <laughs> stabilize <laughs> the, the economy. economy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it would be better better than anybody else is doing it now, but... But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so supply chains... Instead of fading, price increases had accelerated and broadened beyond a few pandemic-affected categories. Economists have made a monthly habit of predicting that inflation has peaked only to see it continue to accelerate. Now, Fed policymakers are analyzing what so many people missed and what it says about the unrelenting inflation burst. You, uh, Jay Powell you know, said... Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Terrence. I want to go ahead. Uh, Jay Powell said, of course, we've been looking very carefully and hard at why inflation picked up so much more than expected last year and why it proved so persistent. It's hard to overstate the... <laughs> this is a funny quote. It's hard to overstate the extent of interest we have in that question, morning, noon, and night. They Dog. like... They're- they're like we. It's hard to overstate the extent of ish, of interest we have in why inflation is occurring. No, you're first of all you're lying, but secondly, like, what? Yo, I want to know what other profession or career can you have and be paid for and entrusted with the public trust, right? Where you have no idea what the fuck what you studied <laughs> and spent money and resources, fucking time, and you don't know how to explain this shit, dog. You don't even know how to explain it in the sense that I understand. Dude, it is just like, it's just like insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like magicians who don't understand their own fucking spells. You know what I mean? I think that's, you're right, dude. That is very significant because I think it says, that is very significant because I think it says that like their ideologies or their explanations for why I think this is occurring are kind of outdated. Like there is a kind of like vacuum in legitimacy in monetary policy probably like if if we take him at his word and he really is completely baffled i mean i think that 
this is again probably something being engineered by the capitalists like we have to understand again you need a marxist conception of this this is probably something engineered by the capitalists because another thing that happened during covid was a rise i don't even know if you can put it quantitatively and it sounds like i'm putting it quantitatively but there was a rise in class consciousness we had a reassessment of what it meant to be a worker and like a reassessment of class and and that's why I think that you're seeing a lot of organization efforts and mm-hmm. and I think that you have to view what's going on at these sort of macro levels as a response to worker militancy. Like they're trying Yo, to fucking kill us basically. No, I'll give I'm you I'll give you one I'll give you one quantitative example. Um last month the NLR, NLRB received its 1000th um, like filing for unionization that milestone wasn't reached last year until october right Damn. that's just literally just one little data point so if you think that all of this shit isn't engineered to crush the shit out of working people and to punish us they, for getting they too uppity, that then shit. i don't know what to tell you they they, they, that they, shit, they study that like i cannot stress that enough like they fucking know what's going on with the labor force at all times that's part of the fucking game if you're a yes. capitalist you are in constant war with the worker and so you are constantly sitting down and saying like how can we fuck them over? It's not a conspiracy. Exactly. That's literally part of one of the laws that is supposed to be invisible that no one wants to admit to. Yes, it's a coercive, yes. you know, competitive laws of ca- capitalism. You have to fuck over the worker. Um, the Fed has been reacting. It slowed and then halted its pandemic-era bond purchases this winter and spring. And I might add that they may be overplaying their hand. I mean, like, there are developments that happen in the political sphere that impact this, but, like, they may be overplaying their hand. Who the fuck knows? I mean, it's... Um, it, well, they're not in control of this shit. Like, it's... if it's, see, Well, they are in control because we just talked about that. So they are... But I feel like it's gotten too far away from them. You, you know what I'm saying? You just have to look at it as, a, as an imbalance in, basically, like, resources. I mean, like, mm-hmm. they... Yes, the world as an objective thing, a unified global community, there is no one person in charge of that or even really a group of people. Like, I think that the class struggle is the thing that, you know, sort of is sort of universal, like the universal condition. And like you you play out in that game on a large chessboard of the global economy or whatever and on their side they have the fucking nukes and tanks and uh monetary policy and all that and on our side it's not looking like we have a whole lot of fucking resources and that's why we on this show advocate for uh if you are rich and want to do something about your class privilege buy a nuke for the working class uh it's a it's a one-time offer we're offering nukes for the working class. Small personal nukes. Listen, small personal handheld nuclear devices. you can devices. split atoms, you can have your own... I mean, it, you gotta be able to figure out... <laughs> if, if fucking uh, Richard Feynman and Oppenheimer and the boys can circle jerk out in the New Mexico desert and come up with a hydrogen bomb, surely to God we can get a nuclear weapon. Yeah, there'd be no more. There'd be no more of this fucking hand wringing. Like I said, like why won't they rise up? Like why? Why is everything bad happening? Why? You know, why are there doomers and all this? There'd be no more of that if you even the fucking playing field. A little you bit. know, you know what I'll say, man. Kind of unironically, you know, partially, most of the reason, in my opinion, unironically, the the United States has been like, uh, like we've never nuked another country after that because they got fucking nukes, dog. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Give the working class the only way to deal with this shit the is to give us the tools to, that to we fucking give them need. The to, it is exactly right. And we have to match. <laughs> we have to match what they got. That we have yes. to match it. So if you are the heir of Raytheon and you want to use your money to uh, advance don't the start a nonprofit, develop a nuclear weapon for the working class. Buy a massive compound bunker in the middle of the desert, stuff it full of motherfucking nukes and tanks and whatever, staff the whole fucking place with like a militarized zone, a DMZ or something around it, and then just say, all right, that's for you. Workers of the world, that's yours. That you can. That is that is me helping you level the. Listen, plane. bro. The homies, the homies in Southwest Atlanta, getting a shipment of nuclear armaments, man, <laughs> to fight off the Atlanta police. That is all they fucking need, dog. That, that, would, be so, that, would, be, again, that would be so tight. Just, <laughs> I mean, you know, there'd be things to manage in terms of whatever. But like, what we should do is just as a working class, we should write a version of Khrushchev's letter to Kennedy. Yes. We don't want yes. to bring war <laughs> to to the Crete to the billionaire Cretans of the world, but if they bring it to us, we'll see them in hell. Yeah, <laughs> damn, son. Dude, Holy I don't shit. mean to imply when a second ago, like, you know, I don't mean to imply that like there aren't powerful people that are running the world, because like. I'm just saying that, yeah. like they they engage in conspiracy to advance their position on that chessboard, yeah. but they haven't yeah, won. And not... they haven't won entirely yet. That's one of the things no. about you know capitalist realism and neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. The the idea that like there is no alternative, and that the working class is lost forever. It's like it's not. Like I don't know where this idea came from. It's still obviously trying to uh, advance its own position in that conflict. But well, I mean, because it, it it can't it can exist in complete like I mean I guess the only other flip side of that is like true like explicit fascism right which is a negation of life like it right. has to like allow like some the the mechanisms and the impulses that allow it to work um this like community like like community not community but I guess working together I guess you could say some sort of collectivism like those are the same things which will or will have to use to like resist right and break free of that shit you know what i mean yes i guess it's like what they're gonna they're 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 selling us the the rope of which which we'll use to hang them so to speak right 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 absolutely um oh yeah so yeah like and like you were saying you know they've also you know been engaging the fed has been reacting it slowed and then halted its pandemic era bond purchases this winter and spring and it is now shrinking its asset holdings to take a little bit of juice out of markets in the economy. The central bank has also ramped up its plan to raise interest rates. Uh, it is making these those decisions without much of an established game plan, given the surprising ways in which the economy is behaving. It's just we, vibes, bro. It's just vibes. <laughs> it's just vibes, man. We've spent a lot of time as a community, and I've spent a lot of time personally, looking at history. Patrick Harker, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia, said in an interview on Wednesday, nothing quite fits this situation. Um, very interesting. Then it has a picture of gas prices. Uh, the economic era before the pandemic was stable and predictable. America and many developed economies spent those decades grappling with inflation that seemed to be slipping ever lower. Consumers had come to expect prices to remain relatively stable, and executives knew that they could not charge a lot more without scaring them away. Okay, so then what you're saying is that it is possible that executives charge more, but you, you're saying they're not doing it right now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shocks? 
Shocks to supply, but it's weird. It's like it's it's an, a weird admission that they do do that and can, but it's like it doesn't factor into what might be happening right now in any way. Well, because he also never mentions why they decide not to, right? It's just that we're supposed to take it at face value that the circumstances have not left that option open to them, right? Right, and that and that's in that capitalists look out for the interests of the global community and the economy and not just fucking themselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Shocks to supply that were outside the Fed's control, like oil or food shortages, might push up prices for a while, but they typically fade quickly. Now the whole idea of transient supply shocks is being called into question. The global supply of goods has been curtailed by one issue after another since the onset of the pandemic, from lockdowns in China that slowed the production of computer chips and other goods to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which has limited gas and food availability. That's another thing. I could be wrong about this, but I thought one of the reasons that gas was up wasn't necessarily because of the invasion of Ukraine. I thought it was because of the sanctions we put on Russia. Yes. Isn't that kind of Yes, of that's what I thought, too. <clears throat> it's an interesting omission. Uh, or interesting way to phrase events or, like, you know, a contextualized event. You know? Right, right. I don't know. Is that, is that true, Tom? It, with your experience, would you say the sanctions we put on Vladimir Putin... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we've hit. Yeah, we've we've hit him where it hurts, and it's come back to bite us. <laughs> Your chicken's coming home to. Re- That's my analysis. At the same time, demand has been heady, boosted by government pandemic relief checks and strong labor market. And businesses have been able to charge more for their limited supply, and consumer prices have been picking up sharp, sharply, climbing eight point six percent over the year through May. Research from the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco was released this week found that demand was driving about one-third of the current jump in inflation, while issues tied to supply or some ambiguous mix of supply and demand factors were driving about two-thirds. Um, there's really not anything we can do about oil prices, Jay Powell said. There is a job to moderate any demand, but it also means that if the supply shortages that are driving so much of inflation today fail to ease, the Fed could need a more punishing response. And then you get recession. We get the danger zone. Then that's when you get into the danger zone. Um, anyways, you got more on uh, Ukraine. Uh, long story short, uh, okay, as the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond said, what if, there's all these fucking Federal Reserve Banks. Fuck off. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah just not What about real. the Federal Reserve Bank of Whitesburg? Uh, let's, let's ask the Federal Reserve Bank of Whitesburg. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, nervously... <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to hit. Don't ask me. The supply chain is whack-a-mole, said this guy. Who's the uh, that's the smartest thing that's been said yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, yeah. People say you solve one problem and then you have another one. For now, central bankers are trying to quickly lift interest rates to a place that quick, clearly restrains the economy. We have to find price stability in this new world, Jay Powell said last week. So, anyways, long story short... Um, they are trying to probably engineer a recession. I, I saw I saw an article in Financial Times that was like, "Yeah, no, the United States is <laughs> definitely heading for a recession." Yo, absolutely, man. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it really just struck me, like, you know, like there's that Lenin quote: "There are there are days when decades happen and weeks where decades have something like that, right? Where like, weekends just basically, happen. There are weekends yeah, yeah. where decades happen, or yeah, there are, there are weekends where." <laughs> <laughs> you wish do <laughs> you wish the weekend didn't happen there are we no wish you wish the weekend didn't you wish your mother never met your father 
<laughs> there are weekends when you just wish your mother never met your father. <laughs> that is true. We're all here because two good. motherfuckers got on some loose shit one night, and that's uh-huh. it. Yep. I didn't ask for the shit. Fucked yep. your whole shit up. Um. Well, uh, so that probably about covers it, right? You know, we. I'm glad we decided to re-record this week, and we censored ourselves. Like the good. You did. You know, that's the thing. Like we we recorded a whole fucking like hour episode about the famous New York mag piece, yes. and decided what the fuck were we thinking? I I yeah. got I, I got fucked up. Then that's that's I like when I was talking about reading it. Yeah. You know, I I likened it to eating a dog throwing up its food and then eating and it eating and then throwing it. it up and eating it. I got like food poisoning off of it and. That's the result. That that yeah. episode was the result of that. So uh, you got us all sick, man. I got it. So I got us all sick. And the thing is, is it occurred to me after I was thinking about that episode, like, should we put it out or not? Like, blah blah. blah. Mm. That basic question is really what pisses Barry Weiss and everybody off so much that they have to yeah. ask, like, that they have that they would be censored in any way at any time. Like, they couldn't ever just fly off the handle and say some shit that they might regret and yeah. not be. Like punished for it, I guess. Relentlessly attacked. Relentlessly attacked for it. But at the same time, maybe I should, maybe I just need to say fuck it. Maybe Barry Weiss and the crew at Austin University, they uh-huh. know that they know listen, that you just got to speak your motherfucking mind. Listen, man. I will say on the flip side, sometimes um, there's a lot to be said about um about a person with great humility, enough to censor themselves and um spare anyone else the, um, the agony of the in. trouble. Yeah, man, it's just like you know, uh, it's 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 a very. It's like wearing deodorant in public. You know what I mean? You know, you know, and <laughs> yes. we're not looking for a pat on the back or a medal on I'll how. Except Aaron, you could pat him on the back if you see him on the street. Pat him on the back and say, "Good job, young man." Not publishing that episode that may have got you in trouble. You gonna get somebody knocked out, Terrence? Don't tell him that. It was not I'm a kidding. yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to target. Smart thinking, young blood, and they just click you. Click, 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 click. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'll put the episode out. Uh, you know, right with this one, I'll put out a three-hour episode where the first part yeah. is. This yeah, sound like a bad idea. Let's start doing that, dude. Let's record like seven episodes and let's start putting out like eight hour episodes a week, so that people could binge on them like a Stranger Things and some shit like that. <laughs> We go like bad boy mode once a week. So like if for a different Patreon tier, you get your what? normal two episodes, but you also get a band episode. <laughs> you could you could hear me say the Edward. Aaron lets the slurs fly and then like the description says the description says they're trying not to let you hear this, but <laughs> Yeah, you gotta do like the, the baiting, like the right wing sort of framing and baiting of it. Yeah. They don't want you to hear Eric say slurs. Yeah. I want yeah. I wanna reach a point of singularity where we're like people have us on all day, twenty four hours, and we get to a point where we can just start telling people how to live their lives. Just completely running every aspect <laughs> yes. of their life. Like now it's time for you to sleep. Now that, it's time for you to that's rob. That's our longer term <laughs> project to tell you when when to go to bed. <laughs> The trill Billy is becoming the uh, cultural uh, background backdrop for a whole entire generation. For a whole you know? entire generation, audio backdrop. You know, <laughs> shit, dude. I would tell Go them to, to read the most deranged articles. All this, all the most deranged articles. Like, oh, you you think you're not gonna read this and weigh in? Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> you're reading it and weighing in, bitch. <laughs> oh shit, man. Oh, all God right. Damn.
Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to uh, read it and weigh in, go to Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Uh, and where you can us, hear me say slurs and not that's right. That's right. Yes, there's no there's no marketing ploy too cheap for us to employ. So uh, go over there. Uh, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out.